You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. Talk about symbolism, it's spiritual And the fact that we never seen it like that It's hysterical, it's pseudo-truth, it's satirical Only time Jacob allowed to be blunt Is when he lyrical Other than that, shut your trap and get back to the trap It ain't clear to you Messiah said that they gon' hate you like they hated me Paint Jesus on a false image that may be M.O.B. Mark of the beast, I'm using acronyms to say the least You know why we fiends, we wanted out They call cocaine the key And we believed we so deceived, disciplined by the Father, humbly brought to our knees. By a nation swift as the eagle floating through the breeze, swooping on us, angels rooting for us like major leagues. Ah, but your love is like no other. With skill, you revealed how and why my people suffer. You crushed the sun for us and all the others. Would you please let your spirit fall upon us? Cause this world ain't right. Darkness without holy light. It ain't hard to decide who I love This world ain't right Darkness without holy light Without your sunshine there is night It ain't hard to decide who I love Being Kodesh is being blessed And him I have my being ain't no being like the rest Forever on a quest to abandon his flesh Reading Torah publicly cause civil unrest Relinquishing the scriptures as they would rather manifest In these universe cities, perversion is not oppressed Love universal law, but hate the Father's request The sin gets forgiven when men repent and confess You are the lost sheep I'm quoting Michael Max, covered in soft fleece, fresh armory sweats. Descendants of the remnant that the Portuguese possessed. The Queen's pendant had an image of the system on our neck. Mosiah showed us that we can't do this without him. Liberation come from yielding, not just Sunday morning shouting. Placing emphasis on a building when that building is a mountain. And that mountain can be moved by the faithful temple in you. Shine your light. This world ain't right. Darkness without holy light. It ain't hard to decide who I love This world ain't right 
cause the free throw, cause we foul. Hey, when we gonna go and get up from the city? If you really, really wanna go, then gotta get up with me. Ain't no plan 50 with the Lord. He can in you quickly, really. Ain't no slumber in this land. Hope you stand busy. I just wanna stay where the faith is. We ain't got no time for vacation. This word gotta reach locations. We just tryna build up our nation. Hey, teaching my people to move from the evil. They claiming I'm crazy. Dust up my feet and head back to the streets. Continue to work and be lazy. You matter for words, that's more than absurd. We preaching and teaching for safety. The goal is to die on a daily. Hey, walking his ways, you could die in a day. It's nothing but something I do know. Ain't keeping his laws or keeping his charge. We pulling your card in no uno. When you look to the stars, remember we guards. The word of the stars, and you know. Attention to the viewing audience. Viewers may find the following first-hand testimonies of the survivors of the Tulsa massacre disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. About 9.30 on the night of Tuesday, May 31st, 1921, I heard the report of guns and thought, it a fire signal. Then I found out what the trouble was. I became tangled up with the walls of my bedroom and after getting straightened out, I went to the door, saw people rushing to and fro. I called to a man and asked what the trouble was and finally my neighbor told me that the white people were going to lynch a man. I dressed the little girl who was with me at the time and went to a neighbor, stayed there until about one o'clock and then returned home. I tried to sleep but could not, so arose about 4.30 Wednesday a.m. and saw people rushing from Greenwood and that section of the town. A group of whites stationed on the hill fired upon them, some falling, others struggling onto safety. Then it dawned upon me of the danger to my invalid mother who had been helpless for four years. She was about six blocks from me up in the direction from which the people were fleeing. I reached her in the midst of a rain of bullets. My sisters and I gathered her up, placed her on a cot, and three of us carried the cot and the other one carried a bundle of clothes. Thus we carried mother about six blocks with bullets falling on all sides. About six squads of rioters overtook us, asked for men and guns, made us hold up our hands. There were boys in the bunch from about 10 years upward, all armed with guns. They would go into the houses, take what they wanted, and then burn the house. Our men were all disarmed as soon as caught. About 11 o'clock, the enemy took my invalid mother and one of my sisters, supposedly, to send them to convention hall for safety. Another sister and I scouted about 1 o'clock until 1 o'clock, when along came a truck and picked me up and carried me to convention hall, where I stayed until about 2 o'clock. On entering convention hall, I failed to find my mother, so I went and searched for her. With the aid of the Red Cross, I found her that night at the North Methodist Church. I made myself contented until Thursday and came out to see if I had a home. 
out of three houses that had brought me $45 per month rent, I found one little rickety shack. After finding it, I returned for my mother kept her until Sunday morning and in the meantime I tried to get a pass to send her away but failed to get one so I took what little change I had left and sent her away she remained unconscious for two weeks and then passed away when we were trying to take her to safety an airplane shot down a man right in our path I feel like this damnable affair has ruined us all Miss Carrie Kinlaw On the night of the riot, I was living at 623 Hill Street. My wife was sick, having been confined only three days. She was under the care of Dr. Jackson, who was to have called the next morning at 8 o'clock. I heard the firing all night. In the early morning, the whites began firing on my house, so I had to try to find a place of safety for my wife. When I returned, my children had taken her to the neighbor's home, and by that time, they were looting and burning my home. We had two large trucks, which they took into the street, burst open, and took what they wanted, and set fire to the rest. The rest of my family, with my wife, made it to the soldiers for protection. She was so sick that she fainted. They had me surrounded, so I got a water barrel rolled it up into an orchard of peach trees and hid in it until the storm passed over. I lost $2,500 worth of property. June 24th, 1921. On Tuesday evening, we heard the shooting and several friends came to my home for shelter until 2 o'clock. Now this is 2 a.m. Then, in the early morning, the whites were stationed on the hill with machine guns and high-powered rifles, firing upon our people as they tried to run for safety. About 7 o'clock, the whites or home guards came for the men. Then, they took the women and children, promising them safety. <laughs> now, this is systematic, family. Listen to what they did. So, first, keep in mind that they first took the men, then they came for the women and children, then it says... After they had the homes vacated, one bunch of whites would come in and loot. Now, check this out, fam. It says, even women with shopping bags would come in. <laughs> shopping bags, fam. Come on now. Now, you got to picture this in your, in your head, fam. This had to look something like Halloween. Now, for those of you that are familiar with Halloween and trick-or-treat, this had to look like Halloween with grown white folks, right? This had to look like Halloween with white women. Now, this particular reference doesn't talk about the children, but there were also children with the white women going into these houses and white men, right? So the white boys were from 10 years old all the way up to the 60s is what we see in these reports. So it was a whole family affair of these people going into the homes of the Negro to steal, kill, and destroy and I also want to remind you, fam, that it's just not the stuff that's in the house that they're taking. They are also taking the cars of the Negroes sitting on the streets. Fam, this was an armed robbery, fam. This was an armed robbery. But let's keep reading. It says, even women with shopping bags would come in, open drawers, take every kind of finery from clothing to silverware and jewelry. 
Men were carrying out the furniture, cursing as they did so, saying, these blank niggas have better things than lots of white people. Hmm. I stayed until my house was caught on fire. When I ran to the hillside where there were throngs of white people, women, men, and children, even babies, watching and taking snapshots of the proceedings of the mob. We're taking photos, fam. It says, some remarked, the city ought to be sued for selling blank niggas property so close to the city. One woman noticed the First Baptist Church, which is a beautiful structure located near a white resident district. She said, yonder is a nigger church. Why ain't it burning? They replied, it's in the white district. I saw an old colored man, Mr. Oliver, who stayed with Dr. Jackson. I hailed him and I asked him to help me with my handbags. He told me that Dr. Jackson was killed with his hands up. Does, it, does that sound familiar, fam? He said, Dr. Jackson was killed with his hands up. He said the ruffians ordered him out of his beautiful home. He came out with his hands up and said, here I am, boys, uh, don't shoot. But they shot him just the same. Does that sound familiar, fam? Now, let's keep reading. It says, about this time, some home guards appeared and ordered Mr. Oliver to come to him. <laughs> and it said, while doing so, a bunch of rifles were raised to shoot. The guards fell down and Mr. Oliver took shelter behind the post, just in time to save his life. Then Mr. Oliver went to the guards and they searched him with hands up and took over $50 from him. Now you gotta understand fam what's happening. Keep in mind that as they're taking them in, you know, they have their hands up and they're taking their money. So this is literally a armed robbery. A armed robbery, right? Taking them in at gunpoint, searching for money, take their money, and then they're taking them to a location. But let's finish reading this, fam. It says, and took over $50 from them, which they failed to return. Again, this is robbery, right? Because what, what you're going to find, fam, that there's a theme going through these these uh, testimonials, right? There's a theme going through these firsthand accounts. And it's the theme is kill, steal, and destroy. You'll find that these people are killing, stealing, and destroying over and over and over again. The works of their father, they will do. Let's keep reading, fam. It says, and then took him to the convention hall. Now, the convention hall was a place where they took them in. Let's keep reading, fam. It says, Then the horde of ruffians went down on Detroit, and this is Detroit Street, looting those beautiful homes of everything, then burning them, even breaking the phones from the walls. The machine guns just shattered the walls of the homes. The fire department came out. Now, you maybe you're wondering, it's like, all right, so they're burning all these homes, so what about the fire department? So you're gonna hear about the fire department. Let's check it out, fam. It says, the fire department came out and protected the white homes on the west side of Detroit Street, while on the east side of the street, men with torches and women with shopping bags continued their looting and burning of Negro homes, while airplanes flew overhead, some very low. I watched this awful destruction from where I sat on the hillside. 
As I sat watching my modern tin room and basement home burn to ashes, an old white man came by addressing me as auntie. He said, it's awful, ain't it? And offered me a dollar to buy my dinner with. I'm just going to quickly read this firsthand account on the right hand side, just to highlight it side fam. It says, just so that you can understand the loss that was uh, that took place that day. It says from a 10 room and basement modern brick home. I am now living in what was my coal barn from a five chair white enamel barbershop, electric clippers, electric fan, two lavatories and shampoo stands. Four workmen, double marble shine stand, a porter, and an income of over $500 or $600 per month. Now keep in mind, this is back in 1920s, right? It says, to a razor, strope, and folding chair on the sidewalk. You can see the loss that they suffered that day, family. They were robbed, family. This was an armed robbery. Armed robbery. All right, sorry, fam. Let's read the next first-hand account testimony. Now, we're going to pick this one up mid-testimony. It says, as daylight approached, they, the whites, were given the signal by a whistle. And the dirty, cowardly outrage took place. All of this happened while innocent Negroes were slumbering and did not have the least idea that they would fall victim of such brutality. At the signal of the whistle, more than a dozen airplanes went up and began to drop turpentine balls upon the Negro residences. This is to burn them up, fam. While the 5,000 whites with machine guns and other deadly weapons began firing in all directions, Negro men and women and children began making haste to flee to safety, but to no avail as they were met on all sides with volleys of shot. Negro men, women, and children were killed in great numbers as they ran trying to flee to safety. Again, fam, you'll hear it. Kill, steal, destroy. Kill, steal, destroy over and over again. The works of their father, they will do. Let's keep reading from it. We're gonna jump to the highlighted section on the right side. It says, after they had cleared more than 500 homes of occupants. Then the dirty work of firing and looting of homes began. Torch lights were used with gasoline to burn up the Negro settlement. And in the meantime, they used large trucks to load up pianos, vitrolas, and other articles that were in the Negro homes. In fact, the whole of the Negro homes were looted by these rascal whites who met no resistance as most of the Negroes were taken prisoners. We read the Bible about Sodom and Gomorrah, but the sights as witnessed that morning could not have been worse. One part of the city was cut off from the other by fire, smoke, and ash. The most horrible scenes of this occurrence were to see women dragging their children while running to safety, and the dirty white rascals firing at them as they ran. Some of them were pursued more than 12 or 15 miles, and some have never returned. All right, check this out, fam. It says, Negro hospitals 
because they had hospitals, right? So this were Negro hospitals with numbers of sick were burned and many people perished in the flames, not being able to get to a place of safety. So they burned the hospitals, fam. We also know that they burned the schools and other, other places, right? But you also need to know that they burned the hospitals with people in it. Like I tell people, fam, this was way worse than what you were ever taught. It's way worse, fam. The, the level of wickedness that was done in Tulsa. Now, fam, keep in mind that this wasn't isolated just to Tulsa. This was nationwide, right? You'll see what you'll find, family, is that in the 1910s and the 1920s, this occurred in multiple cities, right? And Most High Willing will bring this out in videos. And you'll see what you'll find out, Most High Willing, is that it was just as bad as Tulsa, fam. Just as bad as Tulsa. But let's keep reading. So remember, like last we left off, they were burning the Negro hospitals, right? It says hospitals, plural, with people in it, with sick people in it. They burned them up, right? Let's go to the next reference. It says, as debris was being cleared away, bodies were found buried, burned to a crisp. They had no means of escape. The number of whites and Negroes killed in this raid will never be known. I was detained at the police station to assist the white and colored doctors with wounded Negroes. And all day long from early morning until night, truckloads of Negroes were being brought. Truckloads, fam. Truckloads of Negroes were being brought by dead and wounded. Where they were taken, I don't know. Several Negroes were tied to the backs of automobiles. Listen up, fam. It says, several Negroes were tied to the backs of automobiles. You didn't hear that about the Tulsa Massacre, did you, fam? Yes. They were tying Negroes to the backs of automobiles, fam, and dragged through the streets while bullets were being fired into their bodies. Women were being chased from their homes naked, with clothes in their hands and volleys of shots fired at them as they were fleeing, some with babies in their arms. Fam, I'm telling you, it's it's way worse than what you ever heard, fam. Way worse. And it says, these things and many others, which I will not be able to mention, were done in America, which makes its boast of true democracy. O America, cruel America, thou art weighed in the balance. You see, fam, the seeds of destruction were sown and it appears the time of the harvest draws near. We are truly living in the end times, family. And with that, Israel, stay blessed, stay safe, and shalom.
Hey, my friend, you have just listened to The Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes.